0: It's great to be with you all tonight. If you have your Bibles, open up to the book of Job, chapter 28. Job 28. If you've been with us on Sundays, we've been in that book for a while. How many? It's your third service this weekend. All right, amen. Come on. Waiting for the day on Sunday. We have five. Believing for that. Job chapter 28, beginning of verse 12, but where can wisdom be found, and where is the place of understanding? Man does not know its value, nor is it found in the land of the living. The deep says, it is not in me, and the sea says, it is not with me. It cannot be purchased for gold, nor can silver be weighed for its price. It cannot be valued in the gold of Ophir, in precious onyx or sapphire. Neither gold nor crystal can equal it, nor can it be exchanged for jewelry of fine gold. No mention shall be made of coral or quartz, for the price of wisdom is above rubies. The topaz of Ethiopia cannot equal it, nor can it be valued in pure gold. From where, then, does wisdom come? And where is the place of understanding? It is hidden from the eyes of all living and concealed from the birds of the air. Destruction and death say. We have heard a report about it with our ears. God understands its way, and he knows its place. For he looks to the ends of the earth and sees under the whole heavens to establish a weight for the wind, and a portion of the waters by measure. When he made a law for the rain and a path for the thunderbolt, then he saw wisdom and declared it. He prepared it indeed. He searched it out. And to man he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil is understanding. Job's discourse on wisdom, and he begins verse 12. The question or two questions, but where can wisdom be found and where is the place of understanding? Wisdom is of incredible value. Understanding is of incredible value. Now, perhaps one would argue with Job that man does know the value of wisdom, but I believe tonight it'd be right to agree with his statement. You see, wisdom is worth far more than we can imagine. It's worth far more than anything anyone could lay on the other side of the scale. The Message Bible says, all these things, gold, emeralds, diamonds, sapphires, these can't touch it, can't buy it. They don't hold a candle to wisdom. Can wisdom be bought? Can wisdom be bartered for? Can wisdom be traded for? Can wisdom be stolen? If we were to ask for a show of hands tonight on the basis of this question, who wants to be wise and have understanding, I'm sure many hands would ascend. The questions Job puts forth in his discourse lead to a conclusion they lead to an answer and it may not be the answer that mankind seeks it may not be the answer that mankind wants or desires it may not be the answer that mankind expects but nonetheless it is the answer Job 28 verse 28 and to man he said behold the fear of the Lord that is wisdom And to depart from evil is understanding. So there is a place where wisdom is found. There is a place where understanding is found, where it's discovered, where we come to understand. We come to a knowledge of what is wise and what is true understanding. Wisdom, number one tonight, you can't find it in land or sea. Job 28, 14, the deep says, it is not in me, and the sea says, it is not with me. And the message reads, but where, oh, where will they find wisdom? Where does insight hide? Mortals don't have a clue. Haven't the slightest idea where to look. Earth's depths say, it's not here. Ocean deeps echo, never heard of it. Where does True wisdom come from? Where does wisdom truly come from? Where does real wisdom come from? Where is it sourced? And the answer is the only place wisdom is found is in God. The only place that true wisdom and true understanding is found is in God. For situation, for circumstance, for life, The only place where true wisdom is found is in God. And it might not be the answer that mankind expects. How many have found that to be true? It might not be the answer that mankind wants or desires or is comfortable with or will accept. But it is the answer nonetheless. Job 28 verses 23 to 27 reads, God understands its way and he knows its place. For he looks to the ends of the earth and sees, under the whole heavens to establish a weight for the wind and a portion of the waters by measure. When he made a law for the rain and a path for the thunderbolt, then he saw wisdom and declared it. He prepared it indeed. He searched it out. Now the default of man is to look everywhere but where true wisdom is found. The default of man, the default of mankind is to search earth's deep depths and to search oceans' deep depths. That's the default of mankind, to look everywhere else but God. And even when we come and we present this message and we say to people, true wisdom and understanding is found only in one place in God, the default of mankind is to push it off, to not accept that answer, to not want that answer to not desire that answer, and to continue to search for another answer. Verse 23 in the message, God alone knows the way to wisdom. Arguably the wisest man to ever live, King Solomon, at the end of Ecclesiastes said this, Ecclesiastes 12 verses 13 and 14, let us hear the conclusion, that's the end of the whole matter, Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. The truth tonight is that we're only ever going to find true wisdom in one place, and that's in God. That's in fearing the Lord and departing from wickedness, departing from unrighteousness and unholiness. That's where we find true wisdom. It's incredible the life that Solomon lived. And if you have read Ecclesiastes, you come to an understanding of all that he went through and all that he experienced and all that he searched out. And at the end, he writes, this is the conclusion. This is the end of the whole matter. This is man's all. This is our All, and that is to fear God, to keep His commandments. You can't find it in land or sea. Wisdom belongs to the Lord. Number two, you can't buy it. We can't buy it. Our only chance at real wisdom is in fearing the Lord and departing from evil. That's perhaps why it's not the desired answer. It's not the answer that mankind wants to hear, that they need to fear the Lord, have this fear of God, but also a holy awe and reverence of God. They need to turn to God, approach Him as God, acknowledge Him as God. And it's not really the desirable answer when you tell somebody they need to depart from evil in order to understand, in order to receive wisdom. It is the answer nonetheless. In his fear and his holiness, the price of wisdom is very great. And maybe you're saying, I thought, you just said you can't buy it. And in essence, we can't. But it does cost. This may seem like an oxymoron, but hear it out. The fear of the Lord is not something that we barter with. The fear of the Lord is not some currency we purchase wisdom with. Departure from evil is not something we barter with. Departure from evil is not some currency we carry to the Lord so to purchase wisdom. Departure from evil in and of itself from the Lord is understanding. The fear of the Lord in and of itself from the Lord is wisdom. We can't buy wisdom because the currency needed to satisfy its purchase price belongs to God and comes from God and is gifted to men the fear of the Lord is a gift departure from evil the chance at departure from evil is a gift if God didn't show up on the scene if his son didn't come we have no hope of departing from evil We're bound to sin, and we are bound to sin without God. The fear of the Lord is a gift. It's something to be cherished. It's something to be accepted and received with joy. And departure from evil, the very thought, the very idea that we could not sin, that we could be holy and pure, that we could have relationship with God. What a gift. Number three tonight, wisdom, it has no equal. Does God have an equal? Does the wisdom that comes from God, the wisdom that is God's, the wisdom that is God, therefore does it have an equal? What could be placed on the other side of the scale? The fear of the Lord, departure from evil, wisdom, understanding that only comes from God, realizing that that's where we need to point our life, what could be placed on the other side of the scale to outweigh or to equal the value of wisdom? And in the world we live in, a lot of things try to sit on the other side and equal the value or surpass the value of wisdom is just not possible a ploy of the enemy. It's a lie of the enemy of our souls. What could possibly equal the fear of the Lord? What could possibly equal departure from evil? Would we give what is of such worth on the right side of the scale for what the enemy would put on the left? Would we trade it when we have something so valuable, so Costly, so precious. There's no purchase price. That's what the word says. There's no purchase price. And I ask tonight: Is there a purchase price? Because if we trade it for anything less, it's foolishness. Something of such great worth, it has no equal. Turn to Proverbs chapter 17. I always encourage you to bring your Bibles to church. It's good to know that scriptures we're looking at, they're actually in there. Proverbs 17, verse 16. Why is there in the hand of a fool the purchase price of wisdom? Since he has no heart for it this is an incredible verse why is there in the hand of a fool the purchase price of wisdom since he has no heart for it it's incredible to think that God has placed in our hands the purchase price of wisdom you see all we can give to God in exchange for wisdom is that which is already his all we can give is the fear of the Lord, which is already His. All we can give is departure from evil, which is already His. But it's incredible to think that God has put these in our hand. He's put the fear of the Lord in our hand. He's put the departure from evil. The option, the opportunity, the choice, the decision, He's placed the purchase price for wisdom and understanding in the hands of mortals. The question tonight is, do we have a heart for it? Do we have a heart for wisdom? Proverbs 2, verses 1 to 5, it says, My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you, so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures. Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Verse 4 in the voice. If you sift through the clamor of everything around you to seek her like some precious prize, to search for her like buried treasure. You know, there's a lot of clamor in this world, there's a lot of noise, there's a lot of racket, there's a lot of loud noise. There's a lot to sift through in this world. The enemy is trying hard to keep people from wisdom. He's trying hard to keep hearts from wisdom. To keep people from God, to keep hearts from God. To keep people from the fear of the Lord, to keep people from departing from evil. How many? The enemy's trying hard, real hard. He's even working on Christians, to have them depart from the fear of the Lord, to trade it for something else, to pick something on the other side of the scale. He's trying hard to get them to, you know, trade understanding for something else. He's working overtime. He knows his time is short. The enemy is trying hard to bury wisdom like some lost thing, some long lost thing, some archaic thing, some old thing, the fear of the Lord and departure from evil. Like that's some long lost old thing. That's some archaic thing, especially in this century, especially nowadays. That's some long lost thing, fear the Lord. Depart from evil. Look at the culture we live in. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's having a great time. You pick your Christian walk. You write the rules. You pick the borders. You say when. You say how. You say if. That's the world we live in. The enemy's trying hard to bury it. Look at society, look at politics, look at education. He's trying real hard to bury it. You look at media and what's taking place. He's trying hard to bury wisdom like some long lost thing. To bury the fear of the Lord. To bury the departure From evil. The enemy is trying hard to devalue wisdom, true wisdom. He's matching up whatever he can in hope of fooling people. We have to sift through the clamor. Even in Christian circles, even amongst Christian friends, outside in the world, we need to sift through the clamor. In the workplace, political realm, education. We have to sift through the clamor. It's a big deal. It's actually really important. It's our only hope of finding true wisdom because the enemy is trying hard. We're all a target. And that's a beautiful thing. Because if we weren't a target, we'd be lost. So when the enemy's coming and we have to sift through some clamor and make some decisions, take the purchase price and continue to buy wisdom, continue to offer fear of the Lord, and continue to offer departure from evil, that's a beautiful thing. Let's have the worship team return. I want to read an excerpt from Matthew Henry's commentary. As one that utterly despised, or sorry, not despised, as one that utterly despaired of finding it anywhere but in God, in any way but by divine revelation, it is not found in the land of the living, Job 28.13. We cannot attain to a right understanding of God and His will of ourselves. And our duty and interest by reading any books or men, but by reading only God's book and the men of God. Such is the degeneracy of human nature that there is no true wisdom to be found with any but those who are born again and who through grace partake of the divine nature. As for others, even the most ingenious and industrious, they can tell us no tidings of this lost wisdom. Ask the miners. It's not with them. Those who dig into the bowels of the earth to rifle the treasures there cannot in these dark recesses find this rare jewel. It's the same in the sea. Men can more easily break through the difficulties they meet with in getting worldly wealth than through those they meet with in getting heavenly wisdom. So blind and foolish has man become that it is vain to ask him, where is the place of wisdom and which is the road that leads to it? Blind culture, blind humanity, but Jesus Christ can open our eyes. Our only hope is to come and offer the purchase price, and it's been placed in our hands. It's been gifted into our hands, the fear of the Lord and departure from evil. God offers it to every one of us, and he says, by wisdom and by understanding. Let's stand tonight. It's actually quite simple. How's our heart for wisdom? Again, that scripture, why is there in the hand the purchase price of wisdom? I want to ask tonight, what are we going to do? with what God has placed in our hands. I trust that every one of us will take these scriptures to heart tonight. No will realize in this world there is a lot to sift through. In this world, the enemy's working hard against a generation, against generations. He's working hard to have us trade the fear of the Lord and departure from evil for things that are far less in value. I'm just going to lift up this worship song tonight. Let's just thank the Lord for the incredible gifts He's given us. The fear of the Lord and the chance of departure from evil. I pray that we never lose the wonder of the cross. The incredible opportunity to depart from evil and become holy and righteous, right standing with God. Let's sing this out and we'll close in prayer. If you need prayer for anything tonight, come forward, we'd love to pray with you. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, You're living the prodigal life. I come home. His arms are wide open. If you know there's things in your life that aren't right, make a commitment to the Lord. Grab hold of the fear of God and depart from evil. Let's sing this out tonight. Thank you, Lord.